Thank you for joining me for the podcast. I am Rick Thomas. You're listening to Your Daily Drive. I want to give you a short podcast today, and I want to talk about a common situation for all of us because we are fallen people. Hopefully, you have been born a second time that God has regenerated you. And by the way, if you are not a Christian, thank you so much for listening to this podcast If you're interested in Christianity, if you would like to learn how to become a Christian, or if you have some specific questions about it, we would love to entertain those questions on our forum, and you could uh, ask those questions there, and that that would be wonderful. But even for those of us who are Christians, we have not found a way to get away from suffering. Suffering is a part of our lives, and it will be a part of our lives until we see Jesus, and therefore I want to talk about this idea of suffering in this podcast. I have a short article on our webpage, the title of the article and the podcast, Why We Should Embrace the Crucible of Suffering. It is an important podcast because when I was going through some of the more difficult times in my life, and I've had many since then, but it was this first one as a Christian that I did not think this way about suffering, and it was through the crucible that God began to change my mind about suffering, and it didn't change my suffering at all, but it helped. And then after that, years as the years have gone by and I've entered into many other crucibles of pain and suffering, Well, I have a different worldview about it. I don't suffer perfectly, and I'm not communicating that and would not want to suggest that. But thinking rightly about it, it is important because this one thing I know, you're not going to escape it. You may have a brief respite for an extended period, and I hope you do, but it's always around the corner somewhere. And I don't mean to be pessimistic, and I definitely don't want to stir up fear in you, but I'm just dealing with reality here. And we get a a lot of communication, a lot of questions from people who are going through difficulties. And and that's why it's important to talk about it. I want this ministry to always be gospel-centered, but I don't want to avoid the difficult things of life. We want to get down into the middle of the deep issues that affect all of us. Of course, being gospel-centered is essential because we want a gospel-centered presupposition, worldview, frame of reference, anchor points, because without the gospel in our lives, when the suffering does come, well, it, it can be way more devastating than it should. It is crucial to accurately recognize how God is working in you during times of suffering. The temptation is to see pain in your life as something happening to you rather than something God is doing in you. Now, both of those things are true. Suffering is something happening to you if you're going through a difficult time But it is imperative that you see first and foremost that God is doing something in you. Acknowledging that God is doing something in you is more than a courtesy nod or the wave of the hand. It is sobering. 
If you tru- truly understand that God chooses to work in you with suffering, you'll not only experience humility that he would take an interest in you, but at times it will frighten you when you think about it this way. It reminds me of Job 23, verse 15. Job said, I am terrified at his presence. When I consider, I am in dread of him. Job said these words, it's right in the heart of his suffering. He began to have a God-centered worldview on suffering. There was a transition that was happening in Job's mind and life, and when he began to see that God was working in his life, it frightened him, and, and it should. Too often when suffering happens, it's easy to focus on the wrong question. Am I going to be safe or is God good? And you recognize these two questions from the Chronicles of Narnia. C.S. Lewis asked these astounding questions in those books that he wrote. And everybody understands this dilemma. A hope for self-protection, is God safe? That does not have to be wrong. I mean, don't punish yourself. Don't pummel yourself because you're thinking about safety. You're thinking about the future. You're thinking about tomorrow and wondering if you will be safe, if you will be okay. But if you are holding the outcome of your trouble loosely because of the goodness of God, then your suffering will have a more practical beneficial effect on you. It will not be as devastating. Hold the outcome loosely. Don't be so dogged determined to force an outcome that it has to be this way. It might not be the way that you want, and so you want to hold your trouble loosely as you focus on the goodness of God through your trouble. And your, the practical impact will be far different. The cross of Christ is the most profound testimony of the safe versus good suffering problem. Ironically, the Jews saw the cross as a stumbling block, while the Greeks saw the cross as a foolish thing. From God's perspective, the cross was wisdom and power. Think about it just for a moment. Suffering was wisdom and power. But for the folks who were looking on at the suffering of Christ, they saw the cross as a stumbling block, the Jewish people. And then the others saw it as foolish, the Greek people. God saw it as wisdom and power. And that is how we have to shift our worldview. We don't want suffering to be a stumbling block. We don't want to see it as a foolish thing because we are sovereignists. What I mean is we believe in the sovereignty of God. This thing did not just happen to you, but God is sovereign in control of all things, and he is working good. There are times in your life when what is best for you is not necessarily the safest path for you. In those moments, you must understand And you must believe that God is good and he is working good in you. Like the baker kneading the dough, 
Your great God is working his desires into you to make you vessels for his use. If you are in the crucible of suffering currently, remember that God is working for your good. Just remember that one thing for now. It's not going to change you immediately, necessarily, and it definitely won't change your problems. But just let that be your starting point. If you think about it like accent marks, I have suffering and then I have God is working good in me. Let God is working good in me. Place the accent mark on that, not on your suffering. Be God-centered versus suffering-centered. Think that way. But I would also encourage you to make copious notes of what he is doing in you. Take notes, even if they're mental notes. This is a practical tip for you. You may not write anything down, but mentally learn from the pain. I told God that many years ago. I said, I have no clue what you are doing to me. I have no idea what your plan is and what I'm going through, but I want to take copious notes. I want to learn. I want to benefit from this because if it ever happens again, I want to be in a better place mentally. And of course, it's happened many times since then. And and sure enough, even though I have never, I don't think I've ever suffered perfectly, but I have suffered better than during those early years. And so remember the pain, embrace the suffering. By embracing the suffering, you are embracing the God who is working the suffering into your life. And by the way, it's okay to ask the Father to remove the suffering. Christ did this. Now, he also accepted the Father's work in his life when he said, not my will, but your will be done. You know the text very well. Jesus submitted to his Father, even though it meant he would die. Think about that just for a moment. He submitted to God, to his Father, even though he knew what that kind of submission would lead to. He believed in the good purposes of the Father, When a person stops resisting the Father's work in his life and begins to believe in him, there is hope for change in this person who accepts the Father's work. Accepting the crucible of suffering in your life does not mean your adversity will pass. Not at all. It merely says you're going to trust the steady hand of God who is working for your good regardless of the consequences. Believing God does not mean things will turn out the way you had hoped. Christ embraced the will of the Father and later went to the cross where his enemies crucified him. Please understand this. A lot of times when I interact with folks who are going through suffering, they are really determined on changing the suffering. Now, maybe the suffering should change. Maybe the spouse, the adversarial spouse should be a different person. Maybe the situation should change. But if that is the epicenter of your thought life, and if nothing else in the world will satisfy you, then you could have all sorts of problems like bitterness and anger and 
sinful responses to the adverse situation in your life. Christ embraced the will of the Father and later went to the cross where his enemies crucified him. Embracing the suffering doesn't mean that it will go away. Joseph embraced God's will, and his life involved one disappointment after another. Job said, though he slay me, I will hope in him. That is Job 13, 15. Paul believed God and was beheaded. Peter followed his Savior to his crucifixion. Believing in God during your time of adversity is a desire to know and follow God regardless of where the path may lead. But here's one thing you can be assured of. God is good. And though you may not know the outcome of God's work in your life, you can rest in the truth that you will be more than satisfied by relinquishing yourself to Him. If you're going through a hard time, as so many people are, and we receive a lot of communication with joy, with privilege, we receive a lot of communication from people who are struggling. But if you're going through a hard time, would you reach out for help? If you don't have that friend or if you don't have that local church, will you reach out to us? We, we can't change your problems. Many times I have asked for that, for that gift, but we can't change your problems, and I'm aware of that. And if you come to us, you know, I, and I know you're aware of that as well, but that's not why I'm asking you to reach out. We can walk with you as you walk with the Lord through your issues. We would love to be that friend to you. Now, again, if you don't have a local church, you don't have a a close friend, there are several people who are part of our community who would tell you that it's because of God's work in them through this ministry that's been a lifeline to them. I wish the local church was better. I, I wish it was more effective in everybody's life, but I know that it's not. And so if we can serve you, please let us know how. We will serve you. We'll persevere with you. We'll walk through whatever it is you're walking through. Thanks so much for listening. Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net, rickthomas.net.